Praise the Lord, saints. Welcome to St. Timothy Missionary Baptist Church, located at 7101 Carnegie Avenue in the great city of Cleveland, Ohio. And saints, this is our Sunday school time, and as always, we study out of our Bible Expositor and Illuminator book for three months at a time. And, and our lesson for this uh, week, this is our final lesson of the quarter, and, and it is entitled Miracles on Malta. Again, miracles on Malta, the island that, that Paul shipwrecked on. So, saints, we're going to look at this. It's coming out of the book of Acts, the 28th chapter, verses 1 through 10. For those who are following along in their Bibles, again, the book of Acts, the 28th chapter, verses 1 through 10. So, again, we have been looking at healings. Uh, servants of God and healings throughout these entire three months and this is the last lesson again of, of this quarter and and um, as we reflect on this lesson today or uh, dig into this lesson today um, I, I can't help but think about faith again I think that's so critical without faith it is impossible to please God right we, we know that Hebrew scripture that says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of of things not seen. All right. Faith, as we've described it, is, 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 is a substance. It is invisible stuff. All right. Invisible stuff that God gives us because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We receive this faith by hearing God's word. All right. And when you have it, you've got this stuff inside of you. This invisible stuff. It is the stuff our hopes are made of. The hopes that God gives us. The hopes that he has for us. And this invisible stuff is proof as well. It is evidence of things not seen. It is evidence. It is, it is a spiritual fingerprint. That's what faith is. Because a fingerprint is evidence. Evidence of things not seen. All right. So knowing that faith comes from God from his word and that when he puts it in us it is proof positive we can say very simply that faith is simply acting like what God said is true <laughs> can you live your life as if what God said to you is true because it is it is a rock solid confidence that we can have when we listen to God's word. All right. Well, well, faith, another thing about faith is it's a noun. All right. It's a substance. It's a person, place, or nouns are persons, places, or things. Right. It is a noun. When you want to put faith in action, there's another word to describe the action of faith. And that is the word trust. All right. Trust. Trust is an action word. It's a verb. Trust is what we do with God's faith. If you are trusting in God, that means you've got that invisible stuff in you. You've heard what God had to say, and you're ready to act. You're ready to do what God said. You're ready to live your life as if what God said is true, and you do it by trusting. And we do it all the time with our money, don't we? We trust in banks. The banks call themselves savings and trusts, right? Because they take it and deposit our assets, and they hold them safely behind a vault. And, and, and then they give you a little interest. They grow your money while they're holding it. And then they give it back to you when, they, when they're ready, when you are ready. Well, God's faith and trusting is no different. We are to take the things that are ours. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, your mind, soul, and strength. 
Trust in the Lord with everything that you are and everything that you have. And you put it in God's vault. He will keep it safe. When you are operating in his will, you should recognize that you are protected. That you are safe. That you are being kept under his wing in the shadow of his greatness. God keeps us, holds us, and protects us. All we have to do is let God have his way. The Lord will fight your battles if you just be still. <laughs> just stay in his will and he will protect you. In fact, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. In other words, stay in his will, do as he is commanded and called, and God will keep us safe. He will keep you. All right. Well, saints, that's just a little opening thoughts about faith and trust. And, and we're going to look at this because to me, those are the highlights of our, our lesson today. Oh, we're going to look at some miraculous healings. But faith is the star for me today. Faith that comes from God's Holy Spirit. All right. Faith coming from God's word, from God himself, the Holy Spirit. And what is the book of Acts other than the Acts of the Holy Spirit? That's what it means. The book of Acts is a, refers to the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Well, saints, let's take a moment and just have a word of prayer before we get started. Most gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, we just come to you faithfully this morning, Lord. Lord, we come to you trusting in you, Father, knowing that you have good thoughts towards us, that you are a loving God, a righteous God, a holy God, one that we can trust. You loved us before we knew who we were, Father. So, Lord, we love you back, Father. And, Lord, we just ask that you give us this day our daily bread, Father. Give us what you know we need for the next rising of the, and setting of the sun, Father. And, and give us our manna for the next day after that, Father. So, Lord, we just love you, Lord. We ask that you open your word to us today. Open our hearts and mind to be receptive to your word and, and put in us something special, Father. Put inside of us a blessing, not just abundant things, Father, but that abundant life that you came that we might have a right to, that right to that tree of life, came that we might have abundant life, Father. So, Lord, we just thank you. We love you. We give you all the honor and all the praise. And in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, saints, as we get ready to, to look at, at that man of God, that apostle, the apostle Paul, our lesson today centers around apostle Paul being shipwrecked and finding himself with another opportunity to witness. All right. To, to, to a dying world. And, and, and what I want to want you to see in our lesson today. Okay, encourage your, your faith to, to grow in faith in the Lord by watching a man that there are few like. <laughs> Paul was, was a, a soldier for the Lord like very few. All right, we all have our own Christian walk to walk. Uh, but let's look at Paul and we'll see. What we want to see in, in, in Paul today is this is just a day in the life of the Apostle Paul. <laughs> That's almost a good way of looking at our lesson today. This is a day in the life. Uh, this is the book of Acts. And the book is titled The Acts of the Holy Spirit. The writer is um, Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke. And this is his epistle as well, the book of Acts. But Luke is not the true writer. He's the one who penned it. But the true author of the Bible is the Holy Spirit. 
All right. We've said this before on, on, in, in our previous lessons that in the book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter, it says, drink not wine to excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says this because wine and the Holy Spirit are similar. They have parallels. They are both spirits. You can go to any upscale restaurant and see on that alcoholic beverage menu, it might use the word spirit instead of alcohol because they are similar. They both are operating the same way. You must be filled and then controlled by that spirit. You fill up on alcohol, it will control you. All right. In fact, we said before, if there was such a thing as a Bible for alcohol, it would say things like, thou shalt slur thy words when thou talkest. All right. That's, that is because the, 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 it tells you what happens. It is not what you do. It is what happens. And that is how things are in the Bible. When we're reading, we're not just obediently following laws. We're allowing God himself to have a relationship with us, to be filled with his Holy Spirit, give way to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will act, act through us. He will act through the writer Luke and pen the, the, the scripture. He acts through each and every one of us as we live our lives. We don't live the Christian life. We allow Christ to live through us, all right? That is that's a deep biblical truth. But Christ lives through us. And that is how we are called to walk this Christian walk. All right. Well, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to watch the Apostle Paul allowing the Holy Spirit to lead him through this Bible. We are seeing a day in the life of the Apostle Paul. All right. So, so let, let's literally get started. Again, the Apostle Paul in our lesson is on his way. He is held captive being taken to Rome. Because he must answer before the Jews have brought one more complaint against the Apostle Paul. And now he has to go stand before the Roman um, leadership to, uh, to, to hold himself accountable to the things brought against him by the Jews. Well, as they are traveling on the ship to bring him on his way to Rome, a storm hits. The ship is shipwrecked. 276 people crashed land or, 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 or shipwrecked on the shores of what was an occupied island called Melita in those days, but we know it as today as Malta, M-A-L-T-A, Malta. So they crash land, not at the port, but on maybe the backside of the island, so they don't realize where they are just yet, that it is a civilized island. But once they arrive, this is where our lesson picks up. So we'll start reading the book of Acts 28, verse 1. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Malta. All right. And the barbarous people shoot us no little kindness. All right. So what, what, what Luke is saying here is that uh, once they, they're on the island, they've shipwrecked and they've been uh, helped by a barbarous people. Well, barbarous didn't mean they were savage. No, they weren't savage. In fact, they were quite kind to the people. And that's what the verse says when it says they showed them no little kindness, which means they showed them much kindness. They were overly warm to these 276 castaways. They were overly warm. But but in those Greek times, the, the Greeks and the Romans, if you were not a Greek or a Roman, then you were a barbarian. 
No different than the Jews. If you weren't a Jew, everybody else was a Gentile. So these barbarians, these people, uh, received them very warmly. And it says, And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. In other words, because it was cold and raining, these people were very warm and friendly and inviting and built a fire big enough for, it appears, 276 people. 276 people, right? And scripture says in the third verse, and when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. All right. So here we have the Apostle Paul. Now he's being taken to, to, to Rome. He's a prisoner. He may have had shackles of some type on, may or may not, but he was certainly under in custody. But he is being warmed by a fire. And you would think you could just sit back and you know, I'm shipwrecked, I'm tired, I've been through a lot, almost lost my life. Well, Paul is still busy serving, all right, helping. He has gone to get kindling wood, little branches on sticks, got a, a bundle, a handful of them, so that he can add to the fire to, to, to keep the fire going. Say so he has gathered a bundle of sticks and he said he laid them on the fire. And when he did that, it said a snake came out, a venomous snake, a viper. So, so clearly when Paul had gathered up his bundle of sticks, whole bunch of sticks, it appears a snake had been nestled in those sticks. So when he threw the sticks with the fire, that snake inside, unbeknownst inside, the heat of the fire made that snake jump out and it jumped out and, and grabbed onto Paul's hand. All right, a venomous snake now has got Paul by the hand. But it goes on to say, and when the barbarian saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said amongst themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. All right, so they're saying now, these people were treating him warmly, okay, made a fire for him and everybody else, Said, man, he almost died in that sea, but he didn't. He made it safely to shore. Now he's put some wood on the fire, and, and, and now a snake has bit him, and he's got him by the hand. Now, we know these snakes around. He might not know them, but we know them. This is a poisonous snake. This man is about to die. And no doubt he's a murderer because he just knocked the, the, the gods. These are pagan people, pagan people. They're like the gods must didn't get him at sea, but they're gonna get their their due. They're gonna get him now. Sea didn't get him, but that snake's about to get him. All right, he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffers him not to live. All right, he Paul's about to die. Now, now here's the thing: they saw it. Now they're warm and inviting and setting up fires. They know the snake's poisonous. Nobody moved to get Paul a Band-Aid or, or snake serum or, or, or just some condolence. If, if that's all they could do, <laughs> they're standing there watching. My goodness, they, they're standing there watching. Okay? And, and, and as they watched, in verse 5 it says, And Paul, he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. All right, didn't even phase Paul. 
Yeah, the snake bit him. He didn't even flinch. He shook the snake off, shook him back in the fire, and, and, and kept moving about the serving that he was doing. Okay? That's a miracle, saints. Now, whether the miracle was God didn't allow the venom to enter his body or, or, or God allowed the venom to course through him and, 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 and God prevented any harm to come to, to Paul's body that is coursing with venom, okay, and, and, and heals Paul, there is a miracle right here because these people know this snake. They know what they're dealing with. Uh, and again, let's keep reading. It says, how be it they looked when he should have swollen or falling down dead suddenly. So in other words, they're watching. He said, this man should be swelling up and he should be just about dead right now. Again, no band-aids offered, no snake serum, no condolences, no comforting of anything. They're watching him. And, and Satan, it, it goes to show too, as, as disciples of God, we find ourselves in a position where we are constantly watched, even as leaders within the church. We are always being looked at. We have influence, but God has power. We, we, see, we see Paul influencing individuals, and he's not even preaching yet. Paul's not even preaching. He's serving, but people are watching. And, and the, mind, the, things that are, the thoughts that are going on in their minds, and Paul has not yet engaged them in any dialogue just yet. First, they receive him warmly as any human being. Then they think he's a murderer. My goodness, they think Paul's a murderer and all he's doing is getting wood for fire uh, to help everybody else. They think he's a murderer. Now they're watching to see him swell up, but it doesn't happen. But what, what happens next? When he, when he doesn't swell up, swollen and die, it says, but after they had looked a great while, that mean they watched Paul for a long time. Paul might, might not even be realizing how fastened they are on him having been bitten by that venomous snake. They're watching him. And when they saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds. My goodness, that's repentance right there. Repentance means to change your heart and mind. All that Paul is doing through his influence, not power, the power is in God. Power, God's power miraculously heals and protects Paul at this moment. Okay. But as they watch him, it says they changed their minds. So now Paul's not a murderer anymore. Okay, Paul's not just a human being that they would help who is cold and wet and we'll build a fire for him. Their mindset changes. And it says, here's what they thought. And they said to themselves that he was a god. They thought Paul was a god. Now, Paul hadn't said anything to anybody. And rest assured, saints, Paul is not going to steal any glory from my heavenly Father and from my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It doesn't say it in our verses and our lesson, but you can rest assured, the apostle Paul made sure they know where the power came from. As much as he is influencing them with his actions, even unbeknownst to him, he knows where the true power comes for his healing and anyone else's. But in their worldview, in their pagan view, they said he was a god. My goodness. But that's better than being a murderer. There is a witness happening here that Paul is, is just by his actions. Let the works I've done speak for me. Paul is working. And God is in control. This, again, is the book of Acts. 
acts of the Holy Spirit. This is just another day in the life of the Apostle Paul. All right. So as it, as we continue to read, in the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island. So in the same little section of the island, there lived a man. He's the chief whose name was Publius. And Publius received us. And us means Luke the writer, Luke, Paul, and all that are with him. He received us and lodged us three days courteously. All right. So Publius is the, is the Roman. The Romans control the world, known world at this time. They set a governor up over the Jews back in Jerusalem. And they, they set up a governor named Publius over here in, on the island of Malta. So he's the man in charge. He's the chief man, as the scripture says. Publius, the chief man, says, come on, Paul, Luke, you all come on, spend three days with me. Okay? And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick. And he was sick of a fever and a bloody flux. All right? To whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. All right. So God, Paul, God has given Paul the gift of healing. And Paul lays hands on this man. And he prays for this man. And, and he heals the man. All right. So the power of God, not in the power of Paul. Paul, who has been influencing the thoughts of people all around him without his even knowing it. The power of God flows through Paul and provides healing. Saints, the gifts are real. God has given his believers gifts. He, he operates through Paul with the gift of healing. You will find the gifts in the book of Corinthians 12 chapter, not exhaustive list, but an overview. And it talks about the gifts and, and the aspiring to the greater gifts. But it also says that there is a more excellent way at the end of Corinthians 12. And that more excellent way is the next chapter, which is love charity God wants us to he loves us and he wants us to love the world because he so loved the world and the gifts were given to help spread that love all right think of the gifts as spiritual lighter fluid all right in those days scriptures being written so the gifts were very prevalent in those days most and they still exist today but they was prevalent in those days to help spread the word of God to show the goodness of God that those would come to know the Lord. And this is what Apostle Paul is doing. God is using the gift of healing to again spread. It is like spiritual lighter fluid being poured onto the fire to, to let the fire grow. So if, if the gifts are the spiritual lighter fluid, then love, the more excellent way, is the fire. All right. When you read Corinthians, the 13th chapter, it says the word charity. Charity means love. It is loving and giving someone without expecting money or any form of payment. Okay, that is love. To give. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. All right, you will see that love and charity are identical. They are the same thing. All right, so when Paul uses his gift, then you will start to see the love that is most important that comes from the work that Paul is doing. And it is not Paul, it is God, okay? Paul's work, the, the, the gift 
of healing in this case is not much different than the wood on the fire. Let me, let me stay with me on this, saints. The wood that Paul throws on this fire makes the fire grow. All right? It's the same with the gifts. The gift of healing is given to Paul so that the people would know the love of God and not think there's some pagan God, but that Paul might be able to lift up the name of Christ so that the people will come to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul has laid hands on, on the leader of this island's father. Everybody knows the leader. Everybody's aware of his father. When he does this healing, this word spreads. Paul is a good Samaritan who has been healing to a man who has fell on the verge of death. So let's see what happens after Paul has healed this uh, chief man's father. And scripture says, so when this was done, the healing of the father, so when this was done, others also, which had diseases in the island, came and were healed. All right. So what happened was word spread. Word spread of the good deed that was done, that Paul, the, the former murderer, accused murderer, <laughs> now, now is a, a recognized as a man of God, and he can heal. Others have now come. They have come across this island for healing. Now, the word heal we see in the last verse and in this verse. The first time it was used, the word healed was used, it was referring to the miraculous work that Paul has done. When the writer Luke uses healed in this verse we just read in verse 9, it is a more uh, it is a different word out of the Greek language. It is a word of healing that speaks to caring, okay? Uh, caretaking. It is broader than just a miraculous healing. That second use of the word healing implies that Paul certainly could have done more miracles, but it could have been natural medicine healing that could have been done. Luke is a physician. Okay, Luke, the writer, is a physician. He's there in the room. So there was opportunity that healings could have been and care could have been given beyond simple miraculous healing. Saints is all right to go to the hospital. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. If you have to go, please go. All right. So with these two verses, I'll read the last one again. As Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him miraculously. And then so when this healing was done, miraculous healing was done, others also who had diseases in the island came and were healed. And that healed is a more general term that could have given opportunity for even Luke or anyone else that may have been a part of their group to provide assistance to the people of this island. The good work that they have done was, was used to glorify our Heavenly Father and to declare the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. But it is done by faith. Their faith is encouraged by Paul's witness. And much Paul didn't even have to preach a whole lot. <laughs> he, was he was being watched. He was influencing people's thinking. We people go through so much loss in this world. Paul was experiencing loss in terms of, of just being snake bit, being shipwrecked. We go through things and God desires that we stay close to him when we go through difficult things in life because it is an opportunity to glorify, to glorify him.
God will give us sure footing and sure steps even in difficult times. We learn that from Job. Job lost so much and he didn't lose anything that you and I have not lost. But there were rules. God told Satan, you cannot touch Job's life. He could take all these things and God would restore them in time. But Paul, but Job also said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are just called to be steadfast in the Lord. And when the world sees that steadfastness, that rock solid commitment to the Lord, even in the face of loss, it is an opportunity to witness for the world, a dying world, to know that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is real and is a Savior. Our last verse says, Who also honored us with many honors. Luke is saying, We were honored with many honors. And when we departed, they laid us with such things as were necessary. The people of the island of Maltus were very thankful. And they helped Paul. They gave them the things they materially needed to continue on what was necessary. Well, saints, this is just a little bit of the lesson for this week. We have had a blessed time in looking at healings and servants. Come on back with us next quarter as we begin a whole new subject for the next three months. God bless, saints. <music>